0: to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for primetime. Welcome to Primetime Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion
1: Securities. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's Only Money Show, dedicated to those of you 50-plus and your overall investment tax and estate planning. And you're a direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money today. And it's it's a situation where the, you know, the markets, like we've said on this show, I think we're one of the only shows that said we felt comfortable that the market was bottomed and things are starting to uh, it lo- look good and it's worked out very well for us so far. And today we got an excellent show planned for you. Uh, Gajan Kulasingham is going to be here. He's from Waypoint Investment Partners. And if you have a balanced fund, you're going to want to listen to this one. He's going to talk about asset allocation strategies and why the 60-40 balanced portfolio may not work anymore and why you need to change it. You know, the folks at uh, Canada Pension Plan and a lot of the big pensions have, you know, um, scrapped that idea and have a different kind of um, mandate in terms of how they manage money. So it may be something that you want to listen to if you're retired and you're, you're looking to get income from your portfolio and have it grow at the same time. This may be... An alternative for you, and then Chris Heeks, who's been on the show before, he's the vice president portfolio manager with BMO Asset Management. He's going to be here, and he's going to talk about how you can invest in the Nasdaq market uh, and get a dividend at the same time. Now, the Nasdaq market, of course, is the market that is investing in innovation and growth and a lot of technology. But you need that in your portfolio because forty percent of what happens in the economy these days is based around technology and um, those types of areas. So, um, he's going to be here to talk about an idea that. I can you can invest if you don't have any and get a dividend at the same time while you're waiting to get some growth out of there. But first, we've had like an outstanding response to our comeback portfolio. And if you didn't listen last week, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it. It was a portfolio we put together with uh, folks and said, okay, you know the market is bottoming out here. We feel and it's starting to get better for the second half of two thousand and twenty-two. Like, what what would you do? Like, how would you set up your portfolio? Um, to manage that and how do you how do you build it so I put together five building blocks that you can put together yourself or you can deal with someone like ourselves to help you out with that and, and um, here's how you would set it up so first thing is it's like building a house you need building blocks so the you know the base and the foundation would be based around Canadian large cap dividend stocks and US large cap dividend stocks that's building block number one and building block number two would be the U.S. um, large-cap stocks. Building block number three now is going to be a little bit smaller, a little bit on top of those building blocks, and that would be mid-cap and uh, small-cap growth stocks, both in Canada and the United States. So now you got the second level uh, set up there where you can get a dividend again, but you got some bigger growth potential. And then building block number four, of course, is the is the area that where you can want to get an income and um, something that's uh, a value-based that's going to turn around, and that's REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust, both Canada and the United States. There's great ones uh, there. And you want to focus in this kind of an environment more on you know things like uh, apartment buildings, maybe warehouses that are more timely. And then later on, once the economy gets better, you can look at the other traditional areas for real estate. And then building block number five, which is at the very top, is that that's where you're going to go for a little bit of growth. And then you want some in sectors like technology, healthcare, oil and gas, you know, those little subsectors where you can get some better growth out of them. Now, all of them are available with uh, income too. And later on in the show, I get, like we're going to have Chris Heeks here talk about technology. You know, that's the very peak of this building block, but you can get it and get an income at the same time. Now we went back and the reason that I talk about this and put together these building blocks, because we went back for 92 years. So we didn't go back last year or the year before the last five years. We went back a long way to see how these building blocks, if you put them all together, how they, uh, how they worked out. And, and it's and it's interesting because the base went up and down the least. Number one and number two block made 9% for the last 92 years. And the second level um, made about 11%. And then the third level, which was the highest growth, made 13%. So when you package that all together, it's a pretty good portfolio. We call it the comeback portfolio. So market's down. This is the time to build this and get the comeback that you want from, um, you know, earning money and as this market comes back for you. So if you'd like to get a copy, again, on our show, of course, it's free uh, and no obligation and free for calling. All you got to do is call one 891 2637 That's one 891 2637 Has Canadian large caps, mid caps, dividends, REITs, specialty sector. That's the whole team that's on the field here for the comeback. Now, one area that's uh, been down and out that's really bouncing back strong is the NASDAQ market, and it's really bounced. Can it continue? Stay right there, because Chris Heeks of BMO Global Asset Management is going to join us here to give us his best ideas. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino on Primetime Money, and joining us now is Chris Heeks. the Portfolio Manager with BMO Asset Management. We asked Chris to talk about the NASDAQ market. Hey, good morning, Chris. Thanks for joining us again today.
2: Thanks, Richard. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's
1: great to have you back on the show and talking about ETFs. You know, um, you guys are a leader with covered called ETFs in the marketplace. Um, remind everybody again about covered calls and ETFs and how that all works together.
2: Yeah, for sure. So their they're income strategies and, uh, you know, our covered call strategies, they're, they, they yield between 6 and 8%. You know, they're equity-based at their heart, but then we enhance that yield through the use of cover calls. You know they've been very popular with investors. Uh, we launched our first one back in 2011, and as I recall, coming out of that financial crisis back in 08, 09, one of the things clients were looking for, and you know, was that search for yield was really present in the market, um, and that's where a strategy like cover call has can come in and you know help investors increase their income. You know, that search for yield, I'd say, never has gone away and, you know, continues to be very popular with Canadian investors. Our first covered call ETF was ZWB, Canadian Banks. Again, another um, market segment that's very popular with Canadian investors. Um, And, and, you know, they've been shown that, you know, that, uh, you know, they can achieve income as well as some exposure to growth over time. So, you know, the key thing when I think about using covered calls is uh, you want to have that income focus. Yes, there'll be some growth as well over time as the expectation, but it, it you know, tends to be more for an income investor. And, um, you know, there's different ways to do it. And the way we do it at BMO is, you know, we actually just do cover calls on half the portfolio, and that helps balance out, you know, achieving equity growth as long as, as well as that added income. So, you know, at 6 to 8% yield across the suite, it's pretty compelling for a lot of our a lot of our clients especially you know retirees or clients looking for you know generate sustainable cash flow and um, yeah so it's become you know it's a very big part of our suite and you know it's nice we've been able to kind of build our team around cover calls oh yeah you know and, and be a market leader in that
1: space yeah you know um like if you were looking at it um, today and you know some of the listeners feel a little bit more comfortable with the market and they're going to invest like which one that, uh, out of what you have there with your a pool of uh, ETFs, which one would you think would be a good opportunity right now?
2: Yeah, so a couple couple I like, and, and we always remember when selecting a covered call, you start with the equities first. So a um, couple that I like, uh, one is ZWT. Uh, this is actually our most recent covered call. We launched it back in January last year. It's technology. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got about a 5.8% yield. Uh, which is great because usually in technology, you know, there's not a lot of dividend yield in that space. But with that cover call approach, we can uh, generate that additional yield. Um, you know, technology is having a nice little comeback. I think we're maybe talk a little bit more about it, but we're starting to see, you know, had a very rough start to the year. But, you know, listen, these are very big companies and an engine of growth. So they're having a nice little comeback. Um, so I like the ZWT, and and the other one I throw throw in there is, as well as the banks that we mentioned ZWB. You okay. know, it's kind of simple, it's kind of boring, but you know, listen, banks are yielding, um, you know, about four four point four percent on the underlying group. They're trading at nine times forward earnings. That's a pretty good multiple historically on the banks, and you know, they're they're a high quality exposure. So you know, one that I think they're a little. Um, you know, taken a little bit more on uh, uh, in terms of a sell-off recently than, than I think it's deserved. And, you know, I think they'll be in well-positioned, you know, well-positioned to weather volatility. So, like the Canadian banks as well with ZWB.
1: Yeah, so, uh, folks, the um, ZWT, they, these are the stock symbols that uh, Chris is talking about that trade on the Toronto Stock Exchange. So, ZWT would be the technology and ZWB would be the banks. You know, when people think about technology, they think about QQQ, you know, the NASDAQ market. So um, I, I think you guys have something around that as well, don't you? With um, inv- with we your do. ETFs. So got,
2: yeah. So so yeah, we've got a couple of Nasdaq's. Uh, the ZQQ would be our hedged Nasdaq. So that's, um, you know, a hedge strategy is trying to give you the local return but not expose you to currency returns. Um, and then we have the ZNQ, which is our unhedged Nasdaq. And, you know, with the ZNQ, what you'll get is both the return of those NASDAQ stocks, plus you'll get the return of U.S. dollars. So that's an unhedged strategy.
1: Okay, so, Um, okay, go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to say, you know, it's it's certainly topical. Like we saw, you know, inflation is starting to cool. You know, interest rate expectations are starting to moderate in terms of further hikes we're going to see. And really, you know, although... You know, you may not think there's a connection between interest rate and tech stocks. They're actually the pretty strong connection. So as the interest rates have moderated, it's creating a better environment for these technology stocks to grow. And, um, and they're really benefiting of late. Like, like I mentioned earlier, they had a rough start to the year, uh, but they're starting to turn around. So, you know, technology, it's, you know, like, what do I need to say? It's such a big part of our overall life. You look at the index in the US, you know, technology is probably close to 40% of the index. You, know, you got 25% in the information technology sector. But don't forget, you've got Amazon in a consumer sector, you've got Facebook and Google and, and communication services. So when you add up all those technology companies, you're really at 40% of the market. Yeah. So, you know, as an investor, you have to have exposure to it. And it's great to see, uh, you know, in the last, call it six to eight weeks, technology is getting a nice footing. And, and NASDAQ is, again, a great way to get access to a more tech, technology-focused portfolio.
1: Yeah, on this show, we've been talking a lot about, um, you know, inflation kind of peaking out. And we think that it um, has peaked and kind of turning over a bit, and we think interest rates may not go up as much as people are expecting. So that would, uh, you know, I'll point towards a good opportunity here for, um, you know, people investing in NASDAQ. And I guess with, with your suite and getting the covered calls, you're getting paid an income while you wait for everything to kind of pan out there, right?
2: Yeah, and that's one reason I really like ZWT right now, because, you know, obviously there's uncertainty in the market and there's volatility. You know, the covered calls kind of turn that uncertainty and volatility into income. So in a way, the richer the volatility is, the more uncertainty, the more income we can generate, and the more efficiently we can do it. So, yeah. you know, we, we like, you know, having that extra 5% income stream on, you know, in, embedded in the returns. You know, it's, it's a nice market hedge.
1: So, Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. it's great to have you on again, Chris. Thanks for uh, those couple of ideas there on um, the ETFs that you have available. And hopefully we'll get you on again real soon and we'll talk a little bit more about what's timely. Sounds good. All right, Chris. Take care. You too. Thanks. Okay, that was Chris Heeks. He's a portfolio manager with BMO Asset Management, Inc. Commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with investments in exchange-traded funds. Please read the ETF facts or the prospectus in BMO ETFs before investing. Exchange-traded funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. For a summary of the risks of an investment in BMO ETFs, please see specific risks set out in the BMO ETFs prospectus. BMO ETFs trade like stocks. They fluctuate in the market and may trade at a discount to their net asset value, which may increase the risk of loss. Distributions are not guaranteed and are subject to change or an elimination. BMO ETFs are managed by BMO Asset Management Inc., which is an investment fund manager and a portfolio manager and a separate legal entity from the Bank of Montreal registered trademarks and the trademark of the Bank of Montreal used under license. This show is sponsored in part by BMO Asset Management, Inc. So, do you own balance funds? You know, balance funds had a very bad year last year and are struggling to recover. Is it time to switch your focus? Stay right there because you're going to find out. I'm Richard Infantino and this is primetime Time Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino on Primetime Money, and joining us now is Gajan Kulasingam. He's a portfolio manager with Waypoint Investment Partners, and we asked him to come on and talk about the 60-40 asset allocation. Hey, good morning, Gajan. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us here today. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, you know what? We were talking just before you, you came on the air here. We were talking about 60-40 asset allocation and that model, and um, you know, does it work anymore, and... Um, and how important are different types of strategies wrapped around, you know, investing in asset allocation? What do you think about that?
3: Yeah, I know that, that's a great question. And I think that the 60-40 model uh, traditionally has worked when, when you've seen certain uh, macro environments that are conducive to that. And, and what that is is, is low growth, uh, steady growth with stable inflation. Um, and when you have seen uh, low correlation between equities and fixed income, and if you look at this year, year to date, um, you know it's one of those uh, rare times where um, equities and, and fixed income haven't worked, and there's been a negative uh, correlation to the downside. Um, and that's really because you know it's, it's an inflation environment that's negative to both equities and fixed income in broad. Uh, so I think I think if you if you only had a sixty forty. Um, Bond portfolio or fixed asset allocation portfolio, you would look at your portfolio and you'd say, "Wow, this didn't work because they're both down today." And I think that there, there's, a, I would say, there's a higher likelihood of that being the outcome going forward, just given the inflationary environment we're in. um, they, the, the path of uh, resistance going forward is going to—it's not going to be future rate cuts and liquidity-driven um, environment. It's going to be continue to be uh, something of an inflationary, um, maybe some some recessionary risk to that. But in that kind of an outlook environment, I think it's going to be tough to just to put a, a sixty forty allocation and, and think that it's going to it's going to hold up in, in, a, in a diversified portfolio. So I think investors are and are starting to and, and have already been looking for alternative uh, solutions to complement the 6040 um, and they obviously look to towards our Canadian pension fund models where they've been the, the leaders in that uh, that strategy where they started to pivot away from a simple 6040 years ago as they saw the value out of alternative strategies such as private equity, private debt, a little bit of venture, commodity driven um, and, and and I think all of those, have a a role to play in a diversified portfolio, um, the hard part is trying to understand how do you construct an asset allocation model that incorporates the harder parts of the market to get access to, which is the privates, the commodity-driven strategies. So those require a little bit more complexity and intellectual knowledge to be able to access those. But I think people understand that those are important in 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 an asset allocation model going forward and a 60 40 is probably not going to be sufficient to deliver the outcomes for investors um, yeah. going forward. Yeah, just
1: a straight, you know, bond and stock isn't going to do it anymore in this this type of an environment because right? we're in a high going to stay in this higher yeah, inflation kind of an era and then, you know, we got economic growth is, you know, because of what's happening is going to be slower than normal, but you know, at the end of the day when when you look at investors, how, you know, how should they think about, you know, adding those types of um asset classes to what they have
3: yeah so i think there, there's two ways uh investors can do it and i think the, the easiest way is to um you know uh use product and solutions that are that are managed by you know, reputable good quality managers that have a track record of running those strategies okay. um the other option is to try to do yourself which is much harder so I think, you know, our, our recommendation is, you know, um, you work with your client, you work with your advisor, you work with your uh, in, uh, investors to uh, come up with an asset allocation model that, and, and think about, you know, you work with good advisors and, and, and consultants to say, okay, it's not a 60-40, it's a, you know, it's 30-30 uh, fixed income and, and equities, and the other 40 should be split between real estate, infrastructure, private equity, whatever. And then once you've worked with your advisor to um, construct an asset allocation portfolio, then the next layer is, okay, how do we get access to that alternative strategies and do we, and which managers do we choose, which managers do we work with? <clears throat> and I think that that's the critical part that's going to be more difficult is identifying the proper solutions and proper managers that fit your strategy and you fit the asset allocation model. And I think that's going to require, um, you know, a, a good, uh, due diligence and knowledge and, and 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 understanding the infrastructure process of how to allocate to those managers
1: yeah, for sure like tell us about the um, with waypoint investment partners the, the the fund that you guys manage
3: right so uh, where our goal is to be one of those solution providers and the okay. alternative uh, solution and what we do is we take um, our alternative yield fund it allows us to invest across both fixed income and equity so it 's a, a multi strategy Yield-oriented fund, where we're looking to generate um, a four to six percent um, yield on the fund, with another four to six percent capital appreciation. So, so we look at it as a total return fund that's um, diversified across equities and fixed income. And on the equity side, again, we want to make sure that we give you access to the markets where you don't already have um, access through uh, your traditional managers. So, we generally focus on mid-cap dividend growers. That we think are, you know, have the potential to deliver above-average returns, both through yield and capital appreciation. And then our fixed-income side, you know, it's 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 spread across government, uh, corporate gubbies, uh, floating-rate loans, high-yield, prefers, and private credit. So it's a, it's a multi-asset allocation product that allows us to invest across fixed income and uh, uh, equities, generates a stable yield and a capital appreciation. So, again, it allows us to navigate the, the yield market and the inflationary market, depending on where we are, how we want to shift between fixed income and equities and where we see the best absolute returns and, and try to generate that, like I said, 6 to six to 10% total return in any market.
1: Yeah, that's great. Um, can you talk about um, a couple of investments you like now?
3: Yeah, so you know, I think to fit that mandate, you know, we like uh, today one of our names that we like really like is called Polaris Renewable Energy. Okay. Uh, ticker is PIF. It used to be called Polaris Infrastructure. Um, and so, you know, what Polaris is, they're engaged in the the operation, acquisition, and development of renewable projects in Latin America. So the company today, you know, owns and operates a diversified portfolio of geothermal, hydroelectric, and solar assets. And, and what we really like about Polaris is, for example, today, it currently gives about a 36 3.8% dividend yield. That's really well supported by very long-term contracted cash flows um, and a very low payout ratio. So very strong yield, around 3 to 4%. Um, and the company has done a great job of diversifying the assets. It, it used to be predominantly only in Nicaragua-based geothermal asset about two to three years ago. And the management team had a really good plan to say we're going to diversify the assets away into other regions in Latin America like Peru, Dominican Republic, Panama. So they're, they're starting to diversify the assets away from Nicaragua and get a really solid base of cash flows um, in, from renewable assets across Latin America. And I think over time, that's going to generate a very strong um, dividend yield, stable cash flows. And if you look at the valuation today, it, it trades at eight times EBITDA. When it's renewable peers who uh, are trading at 12 to 14 times, so why is that that four delta, four to six delta gap? It, well, it's really because it, it, it's predominantly Latin America focused, and it used to be a uh, one jurisdiction focused. But again, you know, we've seen the management team do a really good job of diversifying the business. So I think over time, you know, we think the multiple will will be in line with its peers. And, and generate a strong total return for the portfolio. In the meantime, you're getting a 4% dividend yield to to hold on to a, a very strong business in the right segment in the renewable assets. So Polaris Renewables is, is, an, is the name that we really like today.
1: Yeah That's a great one. Um, now, just we have to finish here now. So what what's the name of the fund that you manage so everyone knows?
3: Yes, it's called the Waypoint Alternative Yield Fund.
1: Okay, there you go. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for taking the time to join us here today. And um, hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon.
3: Thanks very much for having me. I really
1: appreciate it. All, right. it. all right. You take care. Thank you. Bye. Okay, that was Gajan Kulasingham. He's a portfolio manager with Waypoint Investment Partners. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual funds and ETF investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds and ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Waypoint Investment Partners. Okay, wow, we're almost all out of time right now. Remember, this, this 60-40 debate going to rage on, and there's big problems if you have balanced funds or a balanced portfolio that's down a lot this year. Then you need to look for some alternatives right now. Give us a call if you'd like to get an example of what you should be doing with that balanced fund. And you can call Dominique at one 866 891-2637. That's one 891 2637 if you have a balanced one and you're looking for some alternative. See you all back here next week. Remember, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our podcasts are on Apple Music, Prime Music, and Spotify. But you can always go directly to our website, which is primetimemoney.ca. See you next week, folks. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is
0: Primetime Money. The strategies and advice during primetime money are provided for general guidance. Listeners should consult their own investment advisor when planning to implement a strategy. Interest rates, market conditions, special offers, tax rulings, and other investment factors are subject to change. Richard Infantino is an investment advisor with RBC Dominion Securities, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund.